right, welcome everybody. We are we are here with a new podcast. Um, I think it's I think we're going to say it's it's part of the Beltway Golfer Network, part of the Beltway Golfer umbrella. Um, it's a little bit of a different format, which we'll get into. But I am your one of your hosts, Alex Dixon, and I'm joined by uh, a new host who's joining me, uh, Mr. Josh Hafkin. Josh, how's it going? Doing great, Alex. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited to talk local golf. This is a, a cool opportunity. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I think that you know there's a lot to talk about here. It's exciting to to have this opportunity to talk about all the cool stuff going on in our neighborhood. Absolutely. So we'll get into kind of what the plan for this format and this show is, and the and the frequency and what we're going to talk about. We're we're, we're kind of, this is the first one. We're kind of piecing this together. We have a working title. It might not be the final title, but but this is what we're going with. And, and right now it's Surrender Birdies. And if I'm being totally honest, it's because I already got a logo and I, <laughs> I already got merch. Let's uh, make it easy on ourselves. For those that, that don't know, um, so I'll, I also host the, the Beltway Golfer podcast, have been doing so for, for three plus years. And there's a famous overpass in Silver Spring, right over the, the Washington, D.C. Beltway. Um, that for years back when I was a kid, I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, won't date myself yet, although I'm sure I will many times on, on this episode and, and, and future ones. But growing up, um, folks had painted on the overpass. Well, let me back up because right next to the overpass is the more, this massive Mormon temple, which especially if you're on the outer lip, outer loop heading westbound. Uh, to Montgomery County and then over the American Legion Bridge that way. Um, it looks like you're heading to Oz. And so somebody years ago had, had, had painted over at Surrender Dorothy, um, which, uh, would be painted over and somebody would paint it again. And it was kind of just a running joke in this region. In more recent years, we've, you've seen things like Surrender Trump, uh, and, and, and maybe one or two other things. I don't know what's up there now. Um, but that's the, uh, the genesis of the Surrender Birdies, which I got some merch as well. So. That's the, I think that's the name for now. We'll, we'll see if, if we, if we come up with a better one, but I like it. Okay. It's good. And, and, you know, it's local. And, and if anybody who's cruising around, you know, 495, 270, you, you know what we're talking about that the Mormon temple comes up, you, you make that turn and all of a sudden it, it hits you right there. And then, uh, you know, that bridge has really been a billboard for a lot of things over the years. And, and as we promote our new podcast, it's going to be our billboard as well. So I, I think that makes sense. There you go. Um, and for, if you're trying to triangulate where that is in terms of golf, it's actually it's right next to Sligo Creek Golf Course. It's true. Um, which as you're approaching that overpass is right on your left. You can see the third hole, right? Um, so what is the show about? So this show, so if you've listened to Beltway Golfer, Beltway Golfer podcast is kind of a strict interview show where I sit down with folks that I find interesting, interesting related to golf and in the golf world around the, the Washington, D.C. area and, and greater kind of Maryland and Virginia. This is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be, you know, us talking about, you know, stories and anecdotes from recent rounds, golf news around the region. Um, you know, we might dip into uh, local tournaments or events going on. Uh, even college and high school golf in the region, kind of just kind of us chatting about golf in the area without a strict format. But one of the things I'm excited about is in the Beltway Golfer podcast where I'm just interviewing people, you know, I, I don't get to really tell my own stories. I don't really, I always get to show my own personality. So I think this gives me an opportunity to do that. 
Yeah, man, it's going to be cool. And, and I think, you know, we want people from the, around the area to, to be a part of this with us. So, you know, if there's something that you see, if there's something, you know, a great story that you hear, something that you experience, you know, reach out to us, let us know what's going on in your world. Help us know, you know, what's going on in the events in your area, what's going on at your club, uh, funny anecdotes. You know, we all love this region and, and a lot of these courses are very familiar to us. And so if you talk to me about, you know, hole three at Sligo Creek, you know, like I know that hole intimately. So I want to hear those stories. So, you know, although this is us telling our stories, like we want it to be, you know, uh, 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 you know, the stories of the, of the DMV and beyond as well. Sure. Um, and while we, so a little bit about us, like I, so, you know, truth be told, um, Josh, you and I, we, we, we've only met a, a couple times, maybe three times, but so it's not like we have some long history, you know, you, you I know we, we met, I think we actually met for the first time we exchanged some messages and then it met at um actually the mad scramble yeah eric andrews lang thing yeah yeah um, which was which was interesting uh and then you helped out at the um uh at my at my event at mountain vernon which why am i forgetting the silver dollar shootout silver dollar this shootout. is why i'm here everybody i think i've proven why i'm here in these two exchanges i could, couldn't even remember the name of my own event um but so why don't you want to give a little background on on, on yourself and and your and and your your golf life. Sure. Uh, and it's funny, you know, your, your, the logo over your shoulder, you know, that's pretty much me. I'm just sitting here, my beard. I'm just, you know, the other shoulder, other shoulder. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much me right there with the beard. I'm just sitting here. I've been a part of this thing the whole time. You just didn't know it yet. I was emerging. Um, you're, you're talking about the, uh, the awakening statue. In the logo. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For those who don't have the, uh, the video, but, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I've, I've been involved in, in golf and, and like really kind of diving in over the past couple of years. Um, you know, it was always peripheral to me and, and, you know, I'd go to driving ranges, I'd go out and hit with people. Um, you know, probably one of the earliest experiences that I had with golf that really awoke me was I got to go to the uh, the U.S. Open at Congressional in uh, 2011. And, you know, that was really eye-opening for me because, you know, before that, golf was stuffy. Golf was inaccessible. Golf, you know, I, you know, I didn't grow up in the country club world. You know, my parents didn't golf. It really was, you know, a sport. And I, I played all the sports. But it was this sport that I didn't really have too much interaction with. And so that event just completely blew up my idea of like what golf was. It was a party. There were people yelling things. It was, you know, Rory was going off and there were roars. Like you would, you'd be on the ground and all of a sudden you'd hear a roar over there and a roar over here. And I was just, I was blown away by just the excitement and, and the energy that live golf brought to, you know, this place. And so you know, that was my first experience. And then I had, you know, you know, little, little off and on in between. And then over the past couple of years, I've really dove in, divin in, dove, dove in and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, take, take lessons, getting better, trying to explore the area. And it's been a joy. Um, there's so much to explore in this area. Um, there's a lot of very cool courses, um, and everything from, you know, uh, Dewey Beach, Delaware to West Virginia, I've been trying to play at, at as many places as possible. Love it. Very cool. What about you, Alex? Let's, let's, let's talk about your, your golf background a little bit. 
Uh, sure. Well, I mean, I, I've put a lot of my golf background out on Beltway Golfer for those that are following. Uh, you know, I don't don't put my face face out a ton except for the podcast, but I've been um, running Beltway Golfer in, in some fashion of social media since I believe 2012, 2011, maybe. So a while, 13, 14 years. Grew up in the area. Like I said, grew up in Montgomery County. I live in Virginia. Um, what inspired you to start it? So Belly Golfer originally started, um, for those that, that remember that are old enough as a Tumblr account, which Tumblr, was kind of, wow, Instagram pre Instagram a little bit. Uh, I think Yahoo bought Tumblr and it, and it quickly became kind of a hub for porn, quite frankly. Um, but I used to post pictures up there and, and, and the little short reviews of golf courses. Um, no, I, I, I grew up, I played high school golf around here, did not play college golf, but I, um, um, I was work. I was kind of an outside sales rep for a software company, and I would uh, be all around the region, and I'd be sneaking in golf court, you know, golf every nice. chance I get. So the old adage of um, writer talk about what you know. I, I kind of knew golf courses in this region, like with the back of my hand, and just started documenting it, and, and been doing it for quite some time now. Um, but so that's that's kind of a little about a bit about, uh, about us. And I, so let me. I, I want to start this first episode off because i think what a little bit what we're going to do is talk about you know what we've seen um you know the, the idea is to put this show out every couple of weeks and so twice a month call it um you know what what have, where did we play you know what did we learn about any kind of golf news that that uh, came our way in those last couple of weeks and so i'm going to kick us off with talking about a, a round that uh, i had just last friday and there, there's an accompanying kind, kind of humorous story that uh, it's a little bit long, but you're gonna, but yeah, bear with me. Um, you know, that's why we're episode. here. Come it's on, first episode. We don't, have a lot, <laughs> we don't have a lot of news and, and events. It's the off season, so we can talk about it. But um, I'll, I'll just jump into it. So, so last Friday, I got I got invited out to Bellhaven Country Club uh, by a former Beltway Golfer podcast guest. Nice, uh, who's a member there now, Mr. Josh Stevie. Uh, shout out, Josh. Thank you for the invite and and and. A, and a super fun round. Um, but so I, let, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to frame the story here. So, and this is my first time, um, showing my age here a little bit. So the uh, first time I thought Tumblr was the first time. Okay. Tumblr was the first time. There's gonna be a lot of that. So, uh, I am of the age where, um, a colonoscopy screening is recommended. Okay. So last week, uh, I had my first ever colonoscopy, uh, scheduled, uh, last, uh, I think it was last Thursday morning. Let me try to, I'm going to try to zoom through this story, but so no, no, talk to us in depth about the colonoscopy. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Part of the colonoscopy is that you're put under anesthesia. You're put under full anesthesia. I mean, it's, it's basically routine. They've done millions of them, but if I've, I've, I've you know, I haven't had any major surgeries in my life. I, I think it was the first time I got put under full anesthesia that I can remember. My my memory is is just kind of sad. So maybe I had before, but I I couldn't remember anyway. So I'm in the I'm in the waiting room and the prep for colonoscopies. It's it's kind of brutal. Like you can't eat for over 24 hours. You got to drink laxatives in the middle of the night. Like all kinds of stuff. Clear your system out. So the, where I'm going with this, I'm sitting in the waiting room and I. All my faculties are not there. You know, I haven't, haven't eaten in 36 hours, haven't, haven't really slept. And my, the wheels start turning right before I get called into, um, into the, into the, into the doctor's office. Um, 
that like, you know, what if I, you know, every, you always hear, you hear stories, you know, you know, there's a 1% chance something goes wrong sure. or anesthesia. So I'm like, if I didn't wake up, is my family in good shape? I, I got, a, I got a wife, I got two, two little boys and the wheels start turning a little bit. And so I, I said, you know, I'm going to send them a quick email and this, you're going to learn from the story is that I'm an idiot. I, I'm just going <laughs> to. So I, I decide to send an email, a couple things like here, a couple passwords, um, you know, get in touch with this person about this stuff with the idea that if, you know, if I, if I didn't sure. have anesthesia and that, and that was, that was the end of me. Um, and clear my browser history. Right. And my, my, <laughs> my silly idea is I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put a 24 hour delayed send on it. So if, you know, assuming everything goes well, which there's a 99% chance it will. Sure. Um, I'll just wake up and, and cancel that, that send and, and no one's worried. Anyway, everything went well. Everything was totally fine. And buddy picked me up, went about my day. Um, so the next day was this invite to Bellhaven Country Club. And I went out and played with, played with Josh. Um, we go out there. There was four of us. Bellhaven, it was a beautiful day for, for, I don't know when we're putting this podcast out, but it was, you know, February day, 60 something degrees. We're on the, so, so fast forward to seventh, eighth hole. I looked down at my phone. Had, we've been chatting, hadn't really looked at my phone at all. And I see, um, five or six missed calls from my wife and a couple text messages saying, please call, please call. Um, I try to call her back. It's going straight to voicemail. And then I start getting a little like, what's going, what's going on? I send her an email, everything okay. I finally get her on the phone and she's kind of almost in hysterics because she's saying, what the F was that email that you sent? I just got out of class. My wife's, my wife's a uh, elementary school teacher. And this is, you know, I don't know, 12, 12, 30, one o'clock early afternoon and the scheduled send from the email that I sent oh, in the no. waiting room from the colonoscopy was like, whatever, 7, 8 a.m. So she looks at it. And when she gets out of class and she sees that it came in four hours earlier and she says, what the, what the hell is this this email? Um, and I immediately know what she's talking about. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And the what I'm going to fast forward here a little bit is where I where I screwed up on that email because I wasn't totally with it was I didn't say anything in the subject line like, if I don't wake up from anesthesia. <laughs> uh, I finished the email yep. with, I love you guys, you know, I love you guys so much, you know, some, some line, I love my family kind of thing. It read a little bit like a suicide note. Oh, no. Or like you're in Mexico, like she's, you're just taking or off. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And so my wife reads this four, after, four hours after the email came in, was calling me, couldn't get in touch with me, was calling friends, couldn't get in touch with anyone. Basically thought I I had, oh, I had no. cooked, cooked myself several hours before. And so I finally, the reason her phone was going to voicemail is she's on the phone with the police. Wow. Trying, trying to figure out, yeah, Cause there was a, there was a gap of like an hour where I wasn't answering the phone and she's trying to figure out where I was. Meanwhile, I'm just slapping the ball around at Bellhaven country club. And apparently while she's on the phone with the police, she pulls out her iPhone and realizes she can she can tell where I am based on our you know the iPhone tracking. Sees that I'm at Bellhaven Country Club, but <laughs> but then she's rattled and tells the cops, "I don't know, maybe he went there to do it." And so once once she realizes that everything's okay, and I'm I picked up my ball at this point because this has taken a few minutes to have this conversation. This sure, is, this is a little bit nuts. Um, she's like, "Well, I apologize. Let me let me call the cops back because I I think they might be on their way to Bellhaven Country." <laughs> Could you imagine you're like on the tee and all of a sudden, like you see cop cars rolling up? 
That's what I thought for a minute. So oh. I'm here as I'm here as a guest. I'm not a member, and I and I and I basically took the seventh hole off, and I walk up to the green, and I go, guys, apologize for t- for for picking up there and not playing the hole because we were playing a little two on two match. I was like, um, but I got a funny story, and I'm going to keep a, a, an eye up towards the clubhouse because the cops might be showing up. <laughs> to which Josh kind of just raised his eyebrows and was like, what? Um, anyway, uh, it, 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 it the positive. It was such a relief. Sure. Um, that quickly my wife and I had a good laugh about it and it was all good. And, um, it rattled <laughs> me for a couple holes, but I ended up having yeah. a great back nine. Uh, so That's great. Around. But that was uh, a little bit of an excitement, um, at, at my round at Bellhaven Country Club. Uh, and the cops did not show up. Uh, she was able to, to, to call them off. So that was, that was a fun round. It was a fun, funny story. Um, and, um, and moral of the story is, uh, it was a bad idea and I'm an idiot. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad. I'm glad your wife has recovered from the trauma. It would have been great had the cops showed up and you go and talk to them, and then you're like, "Hey, guys, I need you to put me in cuffs and like take me away." And then like Josh is sitting there on the green, like, "What's going on?" You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh man, that would have that would have been. Um, that would... Well, I'm glad I'm you're all right, it. man. I, no, How are you I'm feeling not... now? You feeling all right? You recovered? <laughs> Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, the colonoscopy is really nothing. I, it was, it was great. I recommend it. Uh, but back to specifically golf, but other news that, you know, Bellhaven, that was really only, I think the second, maybe third time I've ever played Bellhaven Country Club. Uh, beautiful golf course, uh, just outside the Beltway. You can, there's a couple holes. You can look right across the GW Parkway out to the Potomac River, but a little bit of news there. Uh, Josh had just come out of a Greens Committee meeting. Um, before our round and sounds like they approved a renovation, um, at Bellhaven for the golf course, but also the clubhouse they're renovating. Uh, they're adding a rotunda that they've got this uh, one of uh, the 10th hole and the 18th hole are two beautiful holes, especially the finishing hole. It comes right up to the clubhouse. So they're renovating the, the, the clubhouse to add kind of a rotunda overlook, uh, 18, but Bellhaven's also hosting cool. two, two tournaments this year. They, they host their own, um, four ball tournament in April that they've been doing for 75 plus years. I think, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, uh, but, but, it, but it's a big deal there. And before that, they're, they're going to, uh, renovate all of their, uh, short game practice area. Um, because later in the summer, they're also hosting the Virginia State Amateur, which is, how dope, which is, which is a big deal. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on in Bell Haven. So that was, that was, uh, fun to learn about. And I got to meet the pro and, and, and we followed up on an email thread. So I think we're going to do to cover one or both of those events, uh, do some video, maybe do a podcast. So that was all good, but that was, that's awesome. That was I'm looking day. at the the course right now. It's gorgeous. Uh, that 18th hole, like you were talking about, I just watched the, the old fly through. Uh, that looks awesome, man. Those bunkers right there look dangerous around the green. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cool hole. I mean, you come around and it's kind of got that classic it's uphill par four, to an elevated green, um, but you got the clubhouse kind of right there. It's that, that that classic uphill finishing hole with the clubhouse just kind of staring right down at you. That'll be awesome. What's your what's your four ball experience like? Uh, four ball. Well, I mean that that's how we did, um, the Bellway Golfer events. Those are all four ball. So four. Ball, oh, true, you know, true. Yeah, yeah. Better, yeah it's it, you know the the name of some of these formats in in golf. I always find funny because. You know, they're, they're, they ne- they're never what you think they are. If you're, if you're someone who's kind of an outsider or new to golf, um, you know, four, but I mean, four ball, everybody's playing their own ball, two on two, 
match. You know, it's also known as better ball. Um, I, people even call it uh, best ball, even though that's, you know, not necessarily two on two all the time. Um, but yeah, so I, every event I've run for Beltway Golfer has been four ball uh, so far, which is also one of the formats, of course, in the Ryder Cup. Yes. I, I, I'm trying to remember that, but the, the event at Bellhaven, I think it's a junior, a big junior event. I could be getting that wrong. Though. I, I got to do some more research before the event. Yeah, we'll look it up. And, and you know, if you have an event in the area, you want us to to give it a shout out, please let us know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's a lot. I'm seeing the Virginia Amateur uh, June 24th to 26th at Bellhaven. Um, so that'll be... Uh, a very cool event. And that's the kind of thing when we're talking about this podcast that I think our goal is to cover more of these kind of um, local events, you know, whether they be some of the bigger ones like the, like the Solheim cup coming to uh, RTJ in the fall, but also some of the, the bigger local amateur events like the, you know, Virginia state amateur or the, or the Maryland uh, state amateur, those kind of things. Um, and, and go out and kind of, cover them as media and maybe do some video, maybe do some interviews, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, man, excited, I'm very, excited. very interested. And, and like, you know, I think that there's what I, what I dig, you know, I, I'm not as much in the competitive scene, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm, we, I'm about to be and very excited to dive into that world, but you know, I'm, I'm interested. I, I love also seeing these other like fun events in the area. I know we got, uh, our friends at national links trust. They've got the, their reversible day down at, uh, East Potomac. They got the hundred hole hike coming up in June that I did last year, which was yeah. super fun. I mean, you know, I feel like there's a ton going on in this area. And especially if you think a little bit beyond the beltway, if you include Delaware, you include, you know, Richmond, you include West Virginia. Um, some of these, you know, the, the whole mid Atlantic, um, there is competitive golf as well as these more fun events that, you know, are just, you know, right now things are a little thin, but you know, come April, things are going to be booming here. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I agree. I mean, this, um, DC area golf is, 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 I think having, and can, will continue to have kind of a little bit of a moment over the next Honestly, the next decade with, with all the events that are happening here, with everything that National Links Trust is doing downtown, with all the events that are going to be a congressional over the, over the next decade. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot going on. It's a good time for golf in this area. Yeah. And we're going to be it really top. is. And, and, you know, it's cool. Like, I think, you know, I and a lot of other people who have, you know, been following pro golf, I think that there's a lot to kind of be not pleased about i don't know how the the right words sure. you know there but when you look at local golf when you look at you know high school collegiate when you look at the casual game you know the, the sport is booming and i think that there's a lot that that you know you get you get bogged down in some of that like upper level stuff that really doesn't affect us but you know there are more people playing golf than ever before there are more kids playing golf than ever before we've got some of the most talented like youngsters in our area. Um, and, and what you see at, at least in other sports in this area is that, you know, the DMV is a powerhouse in churning out great athletes. Um, everything from swimming to lacrosse, football, basketball, like that's what we do. You know, it, you know, they, they say crab cakes and football, but it's, it's pretty much crab cakes in all sports. Uh, I was a swimmer. I mean, we've produced 
Olympian after Olympian. And it's because of the great, you know, local ecosystem that's been built that allows somebody to be competitive or be casual all from, you know, beginning age, all the way up into their, you know, mid twenties sometimes. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I I'm seeing that now with, with my eight year old, uh, an another theme of my winter so far is, is, um, both my kid at eight years old making a, a his travel baseball team. Wow. And then, and then me potentially, potentially <laughs> regrettably, uh, agreeing to be the head coach. Not hey. and I'm already the head coach of his rec team, but also the travel team. And I only bring that up because it's it's um, you know, I, I joke that I like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? It's such a it's such a time suck and it's crazy at at you know, at eight years old. It's like, oh my God. Um, but to your point, you know, it's that kind of infrastructure and, and, and why we you know have such good athletes because people yeah. take it really seriously around here from 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 a young age. Um but back to golf, um, you know, I want to, you told me you played a recent round at North, at, at Northwest. Yeah. Um, how was that? What, any, any, what, what's uh, going on at Northwest? Awesome. I, I play, so my brother and I play Northwest or Needwood, you know, probably every Monday. Um, you know, we try to get the inside nine and Northwest. We'll do the exec course every once in a while. We, you know, have more time for, for nine or 18, but usually we're doing one of the shorter ones. Um, and, and. Before we, before I get into the story, one is we need more short golf in the area. Like there is, there is, you know, the inside nine at, at Northwest, there's Needwood's exec, there's Paint Branch and, and their kind of exec. I think it's like, you know, between pars threes and par fours. But, you know, as a, as a relatively new golfer to the scene, I'm, I'm in desperate need for, um, you know, those, those in-betweens there's, I feel like there's driving ranges and full length courses. And that middle ground is so important for, you know, bringing people into the game, developing your skills, getting more confident. Um, you know, it, it's something that like, I'm a huge proponent of, and I'm going to bang on the drum, you know, anytime I can is that I just feel like, you know, those, those pitch and putt opportunities. Um, the one at the, at the beach that I play all the time is the midway par three, yeah, 18 yeah. holes, you know, ranging between 70 and 140 yards that you just work on chipping putting. And occasionally you're breaking out like a, a seven or an eight iron, depending on who you are, or what you're playing. But, you know, that to me is a huge, a huge miss in this area. So anybody who wants to build those courses, please do so. And I will come help, uh, move some earth for you. But I had a well, great, go sorry, good. Yeah. You go. I was say, well, well, we got it. We got a couple, I think on the horizon. I mean, Rock Creek mm -hmm. back, the back nine at Rock Creek uh, has been closed for quite some time due to drainage issues and, and overgrowth. Uh, but I, was I loved to, that five, that yeah, five. That so yeah, interesting. Really cool. But, uh, so that'll be two nine holes, including one short course that they're going to kind of use most of the back nine to turn into a short course. So hopefully that'll be open, you know, cross your fingers, maybe next year or early 26. Um, and, and you could check out all the plans for that online too. Like that, yeah, totally. it looks, it looks awesome. They a full nine, then a par three, nine, big, big, uh, um, driving range. And then a, a beautiful putting area, big Himalaya style yeah. putting area. Yeah. And then the other one that there was chatter about, I know the, um, um, director of golf from Fairfax County. Um, God, my, my, my ability to pull names. <laughs> it's, it's, it's embarrassing. He's a, he's a friend of mine, and I, I was just texting him the other day, and I, I can't. His name. 
uh, and he was on the podcast. But he was talking about on the podcast uh, Laurel Hill. They're, they're going to they're in. I think they're still. I think it still might be a ways out, but they're about adding a, a nine hole par three course. They have the land for it, just kind of on the other side of the water from the par three. What is that number sixteen? Cool. Um, there's some land over there that they're talking about adding a par three course. So there's a couple on the horizon. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Go back. To no, that. no, no. Yeah, no. It's it, it's 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 just something that I'm that and Ryan, night sorry, golf. Ryan, Those I are, apologize. Ryan Carmen is his name. I apologize. Ryan Carmen. I apologize. Didn't mean to forget your name. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. We're we're names and details are going to be thin around here uh, between you and me. But you know, we're we're doing the best we can and. You know, hopefully people will bear with us, but no, you know, Northwest is just, it's such a great course, um, you know, for, for those who, you know, for people who are skilled and, you know, for people who are still beginning, um, you know, it, it's interesting. And, and, um, I had a couple just, you know, really great little moments. I, I put on the, on the first hole in Northwest, there's a bunker, maybe about two, two twenty five, two something, uh, put it in there. I get in with, with, um, what, what was I have in my hand? It was my hybrid. And it was amazing, dude. It was one of those shots that, that clips the top of the bunker that actually pushed it up higher. And it was one of those ones where you just like stick, you sit back and you just kind of watch it fly and it drops, you know, five, 10 feet right before the green. And I was like, holy shit, maybe I do know what I'm doing out here. And then the next shot, I duffed it, of course, but like, you know, those, those like, to me, those sand miracle shots are some of the best feeling shots that you have. Ah, it's, it's, and as a new golfer, still having some of those new experiences, it, it's like, that's what keeps you coming back. Like it was one of those moments where I was like, oh yeah, like this is, this is why you do it, man. Like it was, it was completely helpless. And now we're five feet from the green. Uh, maybe we do know what we're doing. So that was, that was my first inkling, um, that like, it might've been a good round. And, you know, then obviously I started thinking and things went to shit, but, um, the other one that was great was, you know, I've been working on, on, you know, a little bit more ball control and, and, you know, I tend to tend to slice, tend to put it over there to the right. So I'm, I'm in the woods, I'm over here. I have this really, really crispy eight iron shot that I'm trying to curve around some trees. You know, I'm over here on the right greens kind of around some trees over here to the right as well. So I'm like, perfect. This is, this is perfect. This is going to be, you know, lean into my slice a little bit, you know, just open it up, let it, let it rip. And so, you know, again, and so, you know, again, not, not every shot I'm hitting is crispy these days, but, uh, but this one was, and I'm looking at it just like the bunker shot. I'm watching it fly up, kind of start to curve around. And then all of a sudden explodes a tree branch, like the one tree branch leaning over, trying to like block that curve. But I was just, you know, it, it's these moments that I've come, you know, just to, to enjoy because it makes me, it, it, even though like it works out sometimes, it doesn't work out other times. It's just those reinforcement shots where you're trying to do something and you execute what you're trying to do in these weird moments. And I feel like good golfers aren't putting themselves in crappy moments like I am all the time, but it does mean I get to work on my recovery shots, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all a process and, and you know, I love it, but, but I tell you what, good golfers, the difference between, and, and I'm not putting myself in the category of, but the difference between 
good golfers and, and, and or, or top tier golfers and the rest of us is they do put themselves in those positions. That's they true. Just, they just they just really they they you know they very rarely if ever have two bad shots in a row and they can and they can recover. Those are the mind blowing shots uh, when you see a really good golfer out there. Is it, not oh he hit a great five iron to five feet or hit a great drive. The reality is kind of anybody can do that. It's when they're it's when they're in trouble. Yeah. And and they put it to five feet. It's interesting. You're totally right. And and, and this will, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this and then this will kind of jump into, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other things that we saw in the in the world. And I think this will be a nice segue. But, you know, I watched this video uh, yesterday. It was Tiger. It was just like 14 minutes of, of epic Tiger shots. And, you know, the I've been reading this book, Tiger and Phil, uh, you know, great, great book if anybody is looking into that. But they just talk about how Tiger was unafraid to fail. And that was like one of the things that like separated himself. And it just wasn't, he was just unafraid to hit those shots. And I saw him do it again and again and again from these incredible places, whether it's a flop shot that's short or, or something from the, the, you know, the straw that's got a curve around. And I watched this guy do this fist pump, this iconic fist pump for 14 minutes. And then I'm, I'm, I'm watching this Sunday red reveal. And, and just being like, what is going on with this logo, man? I, I'm not feeling it. I feel like he's got one of the most iconic, like, like symbols up there with like the jump man symbol. And yet they decided to go this other way with like this logo that's kind of like abstract, almost like they looked at Greg Norman shark and they were like, oh yeah, like let's do that. But like with a tiger and I, I don't buy it, man. I, and so you know, I wanted to get your take on it. What, what, what do you think of the old Sunday red reveal? I mean, I'm not going to say anything much different than the entire golf internet is already saying, which Fair. Is, it's, it's, it's pretty underwhelming. Uh, it just seems, I don't know if rushed is the right thing, but it, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem high end. It doesn't, it seems like something anyone could put together. I think a couple of things that are, are most disappointing about it or most kind of just like head scratching is obviously the three words, sun, weird. day, red, super weird. Just like the bland, I'm not a huge font guy. Like I enjoy good font and under, and can appreciate yeah. you know, what they bring to the table. I don't know what that font is, but I know it's really bland and basic. And it's just like, man, this, this looks like, this looks like a little bit amateur. Um, you know, the logo, I get that it kind of, it kind of looks like, you know, Greg Norman or, or Slazinger or one of the, other, one of these others. You know, I don't, I don't hate the logo, but. Uh, or just the little, the little tiger design. I just think this, he, this would have been, uh, better executed if, if they hadn't made a big splash of it too. Like all of a sudden he was just wearing yeah. it. If he was just like wearing it that, that new gear at Genesis this week, for instance, without all of the, the, you know, the leaked, um, images of it. And, you know, I think they did, you know, they must have done some press. If it just kind of naturally came out, you know, maybe that, we wouldn't have such such pushback, but no, I, I agree with what everybody else is saying, which is not impressed. <laughs> will, What's like, tough is they paid some creative agency a ton of money to to do that. You know, like that's not Tiger sitting there in his garage drawing different pictures. That's some creative agency that they that they contracted. They looked at a bunch of things. Like I know how these processes work. You know, you look at a bunch of things, you whittle it down, you you and. Maybe at a certain point they couldn't go backwards, but yeah, I mean, I, I it was interesting. So, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting though, you know, as you go about things, like 
I thought the TW logo that he had was pretty strong, pretty iconic, pretty, pretty like very clear. It was very clear, a, a Tiger Woods merch. And, you know, I just, I think it will be a while until I see somebody rocking, you know, some, some Sunday red stuff at Northwest or, or Needwood or, or, you know, Sligo or some of the places that I'm, I'm frequenting. I just don't see it like being that, that successful, which is a bummer, you know, because I love Tiger. That I disagree with you on that. I I think people, I think there are people that will buy it regardless. All right. We, but it won't be on this podcast, we'll, we we got to figure it out when the first sighting of Sunday Red is. Well, well, you know, please let me know if you see uh, yeah, anything. I, I will, I will, I will let you know. I mean, I don't, is it for sale yet? I don't even know. Nah, I think it's, I think it's a little bit, but yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. The, the, you know, those are things and, and branding. I love branding. I love, you know, the opportunity that you have to, to take something and make it a symbol and, and make that symbol um, feel something or represent something like that's such an op- like awesome and, and cool opportunity. Um, it's just interesting. It's interesting that they did that. And, and, you know, looking at the, the apparel too, it just kind of felt a little bland. Didn't, didn't really, didn't really do too much for me, but you know, I'm sure that for every, you know, counter argument that somebody's that's saying that it's, it's great and it's the best thing ever and that they're going to get 10 of them. So, you know, no, no, you know, props to those people as well sure um well before we kind of wrap up this first episode any any other takes you want to talk you know the waste management open was last weekend yeah yeah there was a lot of videos uh circulating the internet of some some you know some hilarious stuff it's crazy Uh, man i um yeah you go sorry i was just gonna say it's it's Again, this is maybe my age, but uh, you know, I've I've never been to the Waste Management Open for for you know for several years. I'd say to myself or other people that it's kind of you know a golf bucket list thing to, to I'd like to go see the Waste Management yeah. Open. Yeah, I still would, but I will say this: with each passing year as I get older and the videos that you see get a little crazier, my desire to go you know is lessens. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say that. I mean. Am I offended by anything I've seen out there? No, I'm not. I'm not offended. I think I think I still think it's cool to have, you know, the one event, you know, crazier than others, and 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 the 16th hole I think is is cool. It's like the one whole year. I'm all for all of that. I'm just, um, you know, some of the videos were wild. I mean, it, it, I, I texted a buddy. I was like, has has the waste management open overtaken? You know, the Kentucky Derby, or in this region, the Preakness. Preakness, for the, yeah. For, for the for the drunkest sporting event. Well, it's interesting. I don't, I, I, you know, I think that Preakness is a probably a pretty good um, example too, because I think a lot of people didn't even care about the, the, the racing or like they wouldn't even see a horse in the same way that a lot of people went to the waste management who necessarily weren't golf fans. They were just like looking for a party. And I think that that's a different mentality and that's a different consumer then maybe somebody who also loves golf is there for the golf event and wants to like turn up a little bit. But yeah, man, it, it, it was dangerous. And, and I think I heard on, on shotgun start or somewhere that they, that they had 130 unconscious people that like, aren't like as of Saturday. And that's like, that's unsafe. That's like not. I don't know. I don't know. I, was, I question that stat. Who's counting that? 100, it, 130. It, unconscious it, I'm, 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 
relaying information that was relayed to relayed. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, man, you know, look, I think that at these events, you gotta, you gotta have a good time. You know, you want to have a good time, but I think there's a line and, and it does sound like, you know, they will rein things in a little bit. What you're talking about is what makes the waste management awesome. But it's also, I feel like this is, and, and I think there's a pretty general consensus that this one went a little too far. Um, have you ever been to a golf tournament around here or, or, or anywhere that you, that you've kind of experienced any of that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, no, I feel like we're pretty, uh, that, we're that, pretty that level tight. Anything close to that level of inebriation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I just want one story popped up. About Go it. on. Get, I mean, it wasn't it, 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 not really a story there, but yes, even just at last year's KPMG P, um, ladies PGA championship at congressional, a, a buddy of mine did get overserved in the, um, I mean, there's always one or two. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. But no, uh, but no, nothing, nothing like that. The, honestly, the only thing that I've been to the Derby and I've been to the Preakness and, and I remember the first time I went to the Preakness in the infield and, you know, in my early twenties or how old I was, but it was wild. Like just the level of, of drunkenness. But I mean, maybe we need something, uh, like that around here. We need some, maybe not, you know, full waste management, but, but we need, uh, what's our party hole in the, in the DMV area? What's our, what's our, where, where would that be? If you had to put a party hole at a course in the DMV, where would you put it? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I, I, I might have to revisit that. I'll, let me, yeah, let me noodle yeah. that one. Um, I feel like East Potomac could do something over there. That would be fun because you're close to DC. Be interesting. Um, and a lot of that is flat. It might make, make things a little bit more interesting over there. But yeah, good, good question. And if anybody at home is listening and you have an idea for where should, we should put our party hall, uh, please let us know. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's, let's wrap it up there. I think that's, that's a, that's a good first episode. Um, I just kind of want to, uh, repeat, I mean, so, so again, first episode, you know, we went through kind of what this is all about, uh, you know, this, this first one was a little bit more us telling stories about recent rounds and, um, just kind of what we saw. But the, the idea of this is to weave more golf news, local news into it. Um, maybe have guests. Um, talking about certain events or, or, or tournaments going on in the area as we proceed through the year. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, we'd love to hear from folks that um, have things that we should cover or um, have events going on or tournaments um, or, or news items that may, we may have missed. Certainly send a message for now to Beltway Golfer uh, or you can email interloop at beltwaygolfer.com. And then as this proceeds, Josh, I think we talked about this earlier, um, the idea of it doesn't always have to be the, the two of us host, hosting the show, you know, yeah. as, as we proceed, um, you know, somebody else in, in, in the region wants to hop in and, and grab a mic for a half an hour. I think we'll be all for it and, and tell some stories and, and, and talk local golf. Um, you know, this will, this will be less about interviews and more, more of a casual format. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Um, I'm excited to dive in, you know, in, in, as I prepared for this and, and, you know, tried to educate myself as much as possible, like in, in just what I'm seeing, there are some very cool storylines, you know, in the high school scene, in the collegiate scene, um, you know, professionally, we've got a, a couple of players in the KFT and, and, um, we got Denny on, on the pro tour, who's, 
you know, out there at, at, at waste management, trying to, you know, navigate things and, and, um, you know, we'll do our best to tell stories and, and keep everybody, uh, updated on what's coming up events, um, local news storylines. And, and like you said, I think, you know, our job is to be the microphone, but anybody who can help push information our way is a huge resource. And I think that, um, you know, if it's interesting to you, it's interesting to us. So, you know, don't, don't hesitate, send us over info and, and we'll definitely rap about it. And, uh, hopefully, you know, if it's good enough, we'll have you on and, and, uh, you can share your stories live with us. Love it. Uh, all right, well, let's end it there. Appreciate it, Josh. Good first episode and, and talk to you soon. Looking forward to it, man. Talk to you soon.